Fight! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another fine edition of the Frankensteiner Franken Culture Podcast. As always, I'm your fabulous hostess with the mostest, Martin. Hi. It's been a week. It's been a week full of wrestling. It's been a week full of fun. And it's been a week full of rain here. I am joined today with my, as always, co-host. Today he's on daddy duty. So we might have a special guest, his daughter Kira. But we have Cliff with us today. How are you doing today, Cliff? Hello, ladies. Oh, okay. Wow, we went the route. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can't believe we went that Bye. far. I need to go wash myself. Bleach. <laughs> Gross. I feel like I have hepatitis. Thank you, Tommy uh... Lee. Ah, and for the first time ever, we have a new guest with us. Hopefully, it is a common theme for her to join us. We're not mm-hmm. replacing Katie as the only female voice. We're trying to get Katie to come back, that bitch. Uh, but we have Julie with us today. Julie uh, hails from Detroit area yes. of Michigan. Julie, yes, welcome. Yes. Thank you Hello. for joining us. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Now, Julie is very impassioned. She yes. has lots of opinions. She is also very loud. Um, yes. <laughs> Cliff is going to find out that her and Julie are very much alike. Uh, I mean, sorry, her and Katie are very much alike. That I'm, I'm just, I'm so enamored by Julie and her, her brashness. Well, it's definitely going to be interesting. Aww. I don't, I don't know how to take that, but I'll take you it. Take as it like the thing. Bitch that you, you take it like yeah. the bitch that you are. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It's a hard day's work. Yeah, it is. On the corner. Uh, that's what I'm used to. Oh. <laughs> now, see, what I'm really excited, because you're here, I can't wait for Steve to be on. Oh, yeah. I oh, yeah. Yes, because Steve runs this. Yeah, crap. It's been a long time. I yeah, he's the one who made me do this. So we oh. can hate on St- Mr. Picorni together. Oh, well, I don't, I, I, no way. I, it's been years, man. No way. Yeah, we all, we all went to middle school and high school yes. together. And we're, we're all in different parts of the world now. So yep, yep. Cliff, yeah. you can join in on the, on the revelry of what it was like to grow up in East Detroit. <laughs> You know what? I'm I'm gonna go ahead and pass. Uh, pass. Yeah, I wish I could have too. <laughs> I wish I could too. <laughs> there, you know, there are some people I would just love to throw into a dumpster and set it on fire. Uh, you know, some people <laughs> are a dumpster fire. What? Oh yeah, said, no. yeah. You know, there's plenty of people. But yeah. we're not gonna talk about repressed no. childhood memories. No, no, not today, children. Not. That's a different podcast. <laughs> Yeah, an entirely different one. That's so, like a series. Oh, <laughs> grab the violins. Right. And the pint of ice cream. So. Yeah. Um, we had a pretty, uh, I don't want to say eventful week, but it was definitely like hashtag interesting. Uh, so first and foremost, we lost uh, two wrestlers this week so far. Um, which kind of terrifies me because usually wrestling deaths, for some weird reason, 
common threes. Yeah. Uh, the Dynamite Kid passed away, uh, like, what, two days ago? Yeah, I think And then was... um, Larry, the axe heading, who is Curtis Axel's grandfather, Mr. Perfect's dad, uh, he passes uh, passed away yesterday. Yeah. So, um, That's got to be rough when you really think about it, everything that he's been through. Curtis, oh, yeah, with, with Larry. Uh, yeah. Yeah, with Larry, it's 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 sadder. I think that one's more sad because I, according to like all reports and commentary and people saying it, Dynamite Kid was just a dick. Oh yeah, he was absolutely a dick. Like I, I've heard him say, like there was the recounts of him saying some complete racial asshole stuff when he was uh, overseas in some of the Asian areas. So you can just imagine the kind of stuff if you have a bad mind. Uh, yeah, so. I mean, it's if you're going to be a dick, it's like, yeah, it sucks because you're a part of my childhood memory, you know, the British Bulldog, you know, but I'm not like, I'm not heartbroken. I'm like, oh, that sucks. That's, that's, that's unfortunate. That sucks. I wish you were a better person. So I'd be a little bit more sad that you were gone. That sounds rude, but. Hey, I it is what it is. He, it he, is what it is. If you're an asshole, you're an asshole. He does it to himself. That's so, well, did did it to himself. Yeah, that's really um, what it is. So, but yeah, the British Bulldogs were one of my favorite um, tag teams growing up as a kid. So mm-hmm. it does it does suck that it had to happen. I mean, everyone gets old, everyone dies. I mean, yeah, just, but he was he wasn't that old when you really think about it. Because wasn't it like wasn't it like heart or something like that? I don't remember what it was. I didn't read that far into it. I will it. look it. Because he died, like, on his birthday. I know that. That was, like, one of the other things that was, like, oh, that's just... Uh, all I'm getting is just that he had shitty health. That's about as far as I'm about... Nope, that's as far as I'm going to read. There's too many ads. Thank you very much, Internet, for making me a consumer. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just shrugging because it's just for him. It was just, okay, he died. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's... It sucks. I feel bad for Curtis Axel. That's where, that's where I'm the one that I feel the worst about because of the whole, you lose your dad and then like, you know, having, having Larry being kind of fulfilling that father role after, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So that's gotta be rough, you Mm -hmm. know? And then it's the whole dynasty family thing. There's also, you've got the, you aren't the only one that's sad. You have a lot of people that aren't in your family that are also sad. So you kind of have to mourn with more people than just your immediate family. You know, you're yeah. sharing your pain with the rest of the world. So that's got, and he's, this is the second time he's going to have to do it, you know? So yeah. that's, that's kind of like, that's got to be a little bit of a head game when you think about it. Like having to, to share a, another really hard moment with however many other people out there on the planet and that's 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 really revealing about everything about yourself i guess it's like that's that's you got to be very open so i give i give curtis a lot of props for being a, you got to have a lot of strength to also be able to deal with that on top of losing people yeah oh it's crazy though but you have like and it's kind of fucked up to say it like this but he's got so much support like you know yeah, his family but you think about all the fans that are like yo we are behind you we don't care yeah 
But anything else, I guess it's, that's it's kind of similar blessing. to like the Romans, Romans situation that you know, oh, yeah, with leukemia. Like he gets all this, he gets this love and stuff. And like my heart, my heart pours for him too because I couldn't imagine myself not only just losing and losing my grandfather right afterwards, you know. And it was a tweet that he had put out, man, about. You know, he's like five kids, twenty-eight grandchildren. Like we just love Papa Henning, and it was it was very kind of it was it was pretty cool to see, and it was like very touching. And you're like, you know, even though these people are like they're the wrestlers, and we see these guys as huge entertainers, like they're they're people, and yeah. we just also have to just like continue to reach out and just like give support. But the amount of love that and the support for him and his sister, and then uh, you know his other brother and stuff, it's it's gonna be and it's it's enormous for him and so it's it's got to be I, I don't know what it's I, I don't know what it's like but it's got to be like overwhelming to have some somebody so many people like reach out to you and just say, right hey, right we're, we're with you right well, that's what i mean about just in general of being like of just a massive like head mess fuckery because because like you said, you get a lot of the love and support, but then, like I said, you also have to to share that that pain with it as well. So that's got to be a it's got to be something. So, but like you're saying, I'm I'm just glad that he. If you're gonna lose, he's still within the community and he's still performing, and people still really love him. So, and he's on top with the beat team. So he's gonna get like extra love. Too, so. I don't know about being Well, no, I mean comparatively to where he was. Think about it. Oh well, he, yeah, no, gotten, I mean he's not a complete jobber anymore, but he's still, no, and know. I mean to where he was, he's getting back. I mean, there's there was a big run, no, not big, but there was a chunk of there where there I was, you know, you would see B team on Twitter and stuff like that. So it's like for him that I'm I'm glad that he got that because I really hate how jobbed out he got. Oh yeah, he's a good, good wrestler. He's a good wrestler, technically and everything like that. He just has, he's got the charisma of a dull brick. Yes, that's. Didn't he? He well, he's a two-time tag champion and intercontinental champion. And even I remember the run that he had with David Atunga, and I was and Jerry just kept saying like, "These dudes are bland." Like on air, <laughs> these dudes are bland. I want yeah. anyone to take the title off of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's that's the the downside and why he did it, it's hard for him to get a lot, and that's why the BT thing the BT thing works is because it it's giving him a little bit of life and getting the crowd more interested, and it's not just. It's not just watching someone who's technically very well in the ring and watching a moveset, because unfortunately a part of being on, you know, uh, the television with WWE is you just can't be a good wrestler. You gotta have a little bit more to you. So I'm glad he kind of figured out something, because, again, he's a good wrestler. Like, technically, I like watching him do things in the ring. Yeah. I feel like on the WWE Network, I was watching um, Edge and Christian's, what, Re oh, uh, TV show totally rocks yeah. awesomeness or whatever, and uh, Heath Slater on there, and I got to think about. It, I was like, "Yo, like Heath is," and yes, then yeah. they brought back Three and B for a table. Uh, the table oh, the three. Th for, yeah, the table of three yeah. thing. And he was talking about. It. He's like, "I don't know how I made it this long." He's like, "I guess I just kind of understood where I was and what my niche was." And he's like, "I just hung around and 
people just like me here. So this is just what I'm doing. And I think about like wrestlers like that, that they just find this niche and like every, every time you turn around, they're like, you're the comedy guy. Yep. I'm the comedy guy. <laughs> he just goes out there. Right. That's yeah, stupid I don't stuff know. all I don't, the time. So he's, he's, like, wow. he's pretty, he's got some like golden touch or something. Cause he's, missed the like the future endeavored list like so many times when either tag team partners former tag team partners people technically higher than him on the on on like the eating chart have you know come and gone um in his time being there in the company and it's and he hasn't even done anything really recently until you know this past raw where they're doing some sort of angle with him finally so it's really interesting to see that you know he said that and you know he still scrapes by, and you know it's that it's becoming you know that time of season where it's getting close to Rumble, it's getting close to Mania. We really, really haven't had any you know peace out, you're fired, you know announcements. So think about think it. We really haven't had any this year aside from like big dumbass. Well, Enzo and Big Cass, right? Both of them got. Well, yeah, I yeah. wasn't concerning about Enzo because Enzo was last year, but Big Cass was this year, and yeah. that's why I called him Big Dumbass. Because <laughs> he's well, a fucking a moron. Devil. Oh, Never yeah. Devil, I really don't get... He's been off TV for so long yeah, that you, you knew He almost kind of forgot that he was there because yeah, of Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I want him to be back, but I don't want him to be miserable. I don't want to pull him to pull yeah. the punk. So. Yeah, precisely. It's, it's not fun watching them just no being there yeah it's like so. think, think about how crazy this is right so out of all the members of nexus at one time it was just he slater like, oh Bryan. daniel Bryan is still was nexus oh yeah that's right daniel Bryan. well i'm what i'm saying is at one time because remember daniel Bryan was was off when he TV was injured, he was, yeah, when he was injured, that's he right, because he wasn't. But David, was David Otunga is still in the company, and then technically, if you want to talk about Nexus, Bray Husky Harris and Michael McGillicuddy were yeah. in there as well. So yeah, that's, the new Nexus. They weren't. They weren't a part of the original. They were seven. still Nexus, sir. They were still Nexus before the, the original. Split. Seven, they were we still say, before the, the split. Seven. They were still Nexus. I am right. You are wrong. <laughs> Accept it. I love that I can hear the <laughs> clapping and everything. I am right. You are wrong. <laughs> That's what clap. puts the flavor. I will let you know. <laughs> I get it on. It's on. It's like it's like that's like when you send somebody a, a message and you do the claps, or it's it's the visual. It's like the the audio version of the period after every word when you're saying. I something. will literally do that. <laughs> literally, oh. you you will see me type that. Yeah. Oh, with the the clap after every. I've totally done that. Favorite. It's the top one. It's like usually in the first row. It's there. Yeah. I next to the eggplant and the two peanuts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, beautiful. Thank you. All right. So enough. (laughs) Enough about weird emojis. Anyways, Uh yeah. So, so um reading through the different websites of the results that you know I missed completely. Oh, um, I watched. The one thing that I want to discuss is the thing I think that the match that is most on everybody's mind. My opinion, I could be wrong, but I'm probably not. And if you think I am, then you have a wrong opinion, but you're entitled to it. Um <laughs> 
Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville defeated Asuka and Charlotte. I thought that was a huge win. I, we really haven't seen Mandy or Sonya win anything, let alone they were put into the middle of this triple threat TLC match that's coming up at TLC between Charlotte, Becky, and Asuka for the SmackDown Women's Championship. So right, right, right. So Mandy and Sonya have already have their little budding of heads and everything. They've been kind of mini-feuding or having a tiff. And then Asuka and Charlotte are the challengers to Becky at TLC. And Charlotte kicks Asuka um, accidentally off the, 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 the apron. And then um, while the ref was distracted by Mandy or whatever, Asuka came in and something and then slid like shiny she, wizarded fucking they were Charlotte even, in the face. And Sonya picked up the wave. It wasn't even a distraction. It, it was... It was Sonya. Oh yeah, was it that like retaliation? It, it happened when uh, Big Boot came from Charlie. She accidentally yeah. kicked uh, Oscar. Sonya went to roll up um, Charlotte, and then Charlotte flipped the reversal, so she was going for the pin, and Oscar just came in and blasted her with the knee to the face, and then That's she just right. stood in the corner like, "I don't know what happened. What are you talking about? I didn't do it. I didn't see anything." And then. Like, uh, got I don't the know win. what happened. Like when you slap somebody <laughs> in the back of the head and pretend you didn't do anything. Like what happened? Yeah, I thought that I thought that win was a big win, though. It is for them, realistically. I think, like honestly, they need to build them up a little bit. Uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville up a little bit better and kind of get out of this whole like. We're your protege. Like I hate when they bring that up about the page thing because I think the two of them. They're actually really good wrestlers in the ring. Like yep. they're not bad as wrestling women. So I I hope they grow into this a little bit more. And I if they're gonna be a little bit more vocal, get it up, keep it keep it up. Get, I like Sonya's little sass and like look at my eyes when I say I'm gonna beat you. What? Yeah, get the get the stank on it, bitch. Get yeah, no, Sonya definitely since the debut of Absolution, everyone was looking towards Mandy. It was like Mandy, 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 Mandy. She has a she has a really uh, 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 that Trish vibe look that people were like kind of clamoring about and everything else like that, that they usually say with Alexa, Alexa bliss or Liv Morgan. They, well, basically they, they, they just saying, Oh, she's a hot blonde that has curvature and tits is what they're saying. Yeah. yeah. At least. But about <laughs> like Mandy has moves. She has a, a very dynamic move set. She's got, she's very crisp in the ring and kind of people just put Sonya to the side. It's like, Oh yeah, she's, she's like this, Failed MMA person, especially yeah, when fucking the- Becky, um, not Becky, uh, when Ronda and Shayna came into prominence, you know, people were looking at Sonya as like, okay, how are you different? Because- yeah, you're the fake MMA girl is what I heard right. people call her. Or like, well, she's because she butch- has, she's, she's a butch lesbian. She has facts. Oh, yeah, no, she, 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 yeah, she has one and everything like that. You know, she used to train with people that train with Right, Ronda, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know? It's but, just unfortunately because she doesn't have the uh, the, the name UFC, in MMA. Yeah, the a UFC backing like right. the other girls do. So she's kind of getting the, uh, you yeah. a fighter? No, it's yeah, a which is no. kind of bullshit. Right, but after 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 this whole like mini feud, like people are starting to take no notice of Sonia, and yeah. you know, and she like. I'll be honest. I was a heavy critic about Sonia being promoted to the main roster so quickly. 
because uh, I used to go to like I, I tell Cliff, I used to go to NXT shows in Florida often, and that's where the main NXT. Yeah, I saw you post is. about it a lot. Right. So <laughs> Sonia would be there a lot, and to me, back when she was Daria Baronado or whatever it was. Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <coughs> it's just it, it nothing clicked for me with Mandy. It clicked because. She, it, looked like she was improving it like she always delivered at least mandy did sonia it was just kind of uh, and the crowd went mild type thing uh, so but now after seeing her on tv and I, I actually went and watched this one match there was very few things i watched from this week it's it's really good to see sonia getting some limelight and actually being able to see the, her improvement i can tell that she's improving heavily and i'm taking a shine to her and it's like i a lot of people are like oh well you're just gonna like her because she's lgbt she you know she's a lesbian she's part of your you know quote unquote your family and it's like no i judge people based on their abilities in the ring first and foremost yeah i'm it's great that she's a lesbian in you know a strictly heterosexual world you know doing things that it's mainly in a man's world so she's like like got double the pressure but it's like her character is not even on that like no she's I just a woman doing a women things. Too. I think that's such a cop-out, too, being like, oh, the only reason why this is because she's gay. It's like, no, take that completely out of it. Like, that's not going to matter. Well, yeah, well, I look at it this way. Her being a lesbian doesn't matter if she can do a DDT. That's how that works. You being gay doesn't really matter whether or not you can successfully perform a DDT and make it look good. You being gay or not doesn't matter matter whether or not you can talk on the mic. So if she can do be it. safe in the ring. Like yeah. she's trained to perform and be safe in the ring so that way she doesn't earn hurt exactly. anybody. And she's doing a good job of being able to sell, make sure other people are safe and perform. So yeah. was- So I I think it's a cop out. So we talked about this last week, right? And um, there was like two moments that I had mentioned, right? So one of them was Manny Rose's like promo that she cut and like how legit it was. And then like during the battle royal, um, right there at the end when her and Oscar were going back and forth, like that was like so legit. And yeah. that, to me, I was like, yo, like I'm a fan of Sonya Deville because of that moment. It just made her look so strong. And then when we got to to last this last week like she only looked badass against charlotte like yeah she did i'm not saying that charlotte charlotte can make people look good but sonia was the one making herself look good against charlotte and i was like yo like she's so legit and then mandy got into rose and mandy was doing her thing and i was like you know what like both these girls got this going like there's so much depth on the smackdown roster that's starting to build up and it's it's going to be something where, like, women, I'm sorry, SmackDown, they're going to be, it's going to be equivalent to the SmackDown 6 that you're going to see in the women's division when it comes down to it. And you'll see Sonya, you'll see uh, Mandy, and you're probably going to see, you know, someone else are going to try to, like, include it in that little feud. And it could be, you know, aside from Asuka, Becky, Sonya, and you'll probably get Naomi and then Mandy, but those six, there's gonna be this the six, and they're gonna run that. And you're gonna be like, every time I tune in SmackDown, it's because one of these girls, uh, one of these women, are on the card and they're main eventing. Oh, right, yeah. right. I totally yeah, like. I, it, it seems funny since when SmackDown, when the draft, when the draft happened and the 
the roster got split. A lot of people were confused, you know, because Eva Marie was over on SmackDown, and then Alexa Bliss was kind of uh, a nobody. Same thing with Carmella. They they were all drafted like in the last part, the the provisional draft and everything. But come to find out, you know, after a year before you know people got moved to Raw, and, uh, the rosters got moved around a little bit. Um, SmackDown's women division was where it was at. Even though Charlotte and Sasha were doing their thing on Raw and everything, um, SmackDown definitely <coughs> had to build from the ground up and make something special. And they did that with, you know, Alexa being there, Carmella turning on Nikki Bella being heel, you know, Becky and Talia, you know, turning the house down, the, the rise of Naomi and um, all of that. So it's really interesting to see how we can kind of get back to that dynamic where, you know, SmackDown at one point in that beginning had all six of their women in feuds with, you know, each other and were shown on SmackDown each time. Yeah. We've kind of gone away from that. But, you know, with this, you know, Carmella's doing her own thing with our truth And we had Mandy, Sonia, Oscar, Charlotte all there. Paige is the GM. So technically we had six women on the show. You know, is it everything like it was back then? No, but do I accept it and will I take it as a win? Yes, yeah. because women are getting the yeah. show, and I'm a huge yeah, fan definitely. of the women's division, and so I'm really happy where SmackDown is headed. And that's uh, what I was saying. It goes back to like when you had Eddie, Benoit, uh, Ray. Um, who else was in that six? Oh God! Um, there was Edge, Ray, Edge. Benoit, Angle. Oh yeah, Angle. Ray and Jericho, yeah, and like oh yeah, tag teams all right there. Teams and they were all teaming with each other, doing whatever they were doing. But they were building SmackDown's like main roster up, and now you see the six women are there, and they're just elevating the women's roster up. And it's just I'm telling you, man. See, I completely forgot about the old SmackDown Six. I forgot about the old SmackDown Six. When you said SmackDown Six, I was literally thinking of the women's. The women's like after SmackDown Live because oh yeah no those I six totally women because they were six women those six <laughs> women were like fantastic and it made even Nikki Bella and we know how you know meh I am um oh sorry I okay so SmackDown Six um Eddie Kurt Edge Benoit Ray and Ch- Ch- Chavo oh yeah because so, they're, they're including Chavo yeah no yeah. Paul Heyman includes chavo and that's the important part is that paul Heyman was the one that was asking for him because i think raw had taken edge no they had taken chris jericho and they moved him to raw because the raw ratings were falling and so paul was like well you guys are taking on my talent can i get can i get some guys back and they said well who do you want and he said i want eddie and i want chris and they're like what are you going to do with those guys those guys are just getting beat up by the nwo that's what they're supposed to do He's like, that's cool. Let me take him. So they laughed. They brought him over, and then they teamed him up. And so you had Edge with Ray, you had the Guerreros, and then you had Benoit and Engel. And they had them as tag teams, and you had them as individuals. And like all of a sudden, they say that the roster, the ratings were starting to go up for SmackDown, and then people started to pay attention to it. Like right, the Raw right. guys were paying attention. It was kind of cool because I listened to uh, Chris Jericho's podcast with Edge and Paul Heyman, and he was talking about this whole cycle and that they had, and I and they wanted Jerry and Jr. to call the match, 
But Paul was like, no. He's like, we want Michael Cole and Taz to call this match because they know the guys. They know the words. They know everything. So he laid on the – told Vince, like, hey, if you don't want me doing this, then let's just have those guys. But if you want a good story where these guys know these wrestlers in and out, and so they said, fine, we'll do it. And they had an amazing match. And Vince was like, that's a, that's a good call. Good call yeah. there, Paul. And then, like, down alone, let SmackDown do its thing. So, I, I don't know, man. The SmackDown 6. And then, you know, we have the SmackDown 6 women right now. And I just think that SmackDown is getting moved to a whole new level before it gets moved over to Fox. I, I was – I mentioned this earlier because of the whole – I know, like – I watch UFC a lot as well, and like I know um, their heavyweight champion Daniel Cormier actually missed a audition for uh, being a commentator for SmackDown uh, for when it moves to Fox because they were saying they wanted to bring a more sportsy uh, thing to it or something, and but he had to miss the audition because he had a fight coming up, and if they're gonna put that kind of thought into smackdown it just makes me super excited because i agree about the the smackdown six women i as a i was a big china fan back in the day i i've always wanted the women in general to stop being just a second thought because there's so many talented female wrestlers out there and watching SmackDown's women roster just being like, by the way, we're here. We know what we're doing. We're tired of listening to it and we're just gonna take over now. And and they they don't even have to like say it. It's just their moves show you how good they are in the ring. Shows you like, no, we're here. We're really good. This is why we need to to be elevated. If they're gonna concentrate on that with the sport, you know, putting more money into it, I'm all for this whole SmackDown on Fox thing because it's 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 I enjoy that I it's getting it's getting harder to get through Raw sometimes but SmackDown I'm like okay uh, uh, oh why are you the two hour show why are you yeah. I can yeah why are you the two hour show I I have been saying now for a while with how stacked the rosters are that you know you know Raw you know is getting to the point where it's boring but it's like the, you're showing the same shit you're showing the same people. Like when Roman was around, there was like some episodes where the first hour was literally dedicated to just fucking Roman. Yeah. Yeah. And it was to the point where it's like, again, Joe, hope you're getting good, but your character, Roman Reigns, is a fucking bore and is. And honestly, I want Joe to get healthy. I'm fucking glad Roman is off my goddamn TV. I know that's going to be misconstrued with some people and everything, but I want Joe Anoa'i to be healthy and good. I'm glad that Roman Reigns is off my TV because he was boring. He had no fucking development and he took up way too much time when there was other people who were on the brand, on the show, that aren't getting used, were on fucking main event all the fucking time, and it was just terrible. Just don't get me wrong, Raw is still up. terrible right now because they don't <laughs> know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Well, well, that's what happens when you go, hey Vince, let's just rewrite everything! Woo! Because people but just are going to be sad about the president dying. So, Marty, you're going to be kind of, uh, I don't know how you're going to take this, but uh, spoiler alert, wait till you see Tributes of the Troops. Oh, I know he's there. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. It's, I'm not going to, I'm not like, 
I'm not going to be like, oh my God, he's on my TV. I know he's not back. He's still going through, you know, treatment for leukemia and everything. So it's not like I'm going to be like completely upset that he's on my TV for one night or for the rest of the year. Oh no, my heart be still it. No, I'm not that immature. Like I know what's going on. So, so I have to agree though, man, like SmackDown. So aside from last week's SmackDown or the Survivor Series. (laughs) Yeah. Everything's been fired beforehand, afterhand, except for that one. And it's yeah. like, we're not even, like, we're not addressing certain storylines. It just, it is what it is. So whatever. We're going to keep moving on about it. Right. But, like, I like where SmackDown's going right now. Aside Same. from the one hit totally from two agree. weeks ago. Yeah, it's, it's, it's doing amazing. So yeah. I have to say I'm SmackDown has always been the one where you have to look out for. Like, if I know Raw is the one that people most pay attention to because, you know, sometimes Raw gets a little bit edgier than SmackDown, but SmackDown is usually the most consistent, like what you and I were talking about earlier, Julie. Like, the product as a whole isn't consistent right now, and that's an issue. But if you're going to come to consistency out of the top two, Raw and SmackDown, SmackDown is usually the one that you can trust to be on the right course. Of course, yeah. NXT is always going to be the most consistent. NXT but... is just always... I mean, it's so fire. It's so fire. Yeah, so... I gotta say, you said you were a fan of the UFC? Yeah. We're gonna have to are you have gonna do? You are you gonna do a plug right now? Are you really gonna do a plug? Yep. Oh so, my fucking god. <laughs> don't worry about it. Uh... You guys also know that I do the podcast, Get the KO. It is featured here on Frank and Culture. So Julie is going to have to be one of our special guests that we're going to have to have on. Oh, totally, totally. I, you're I watch. Getting, you're getting lot. recruited. You're getting recruited. I'm fine with it. You're going you're gonna to have things to do. Sorry, husband. We are taking Oh, I'll be fine. <laughs> hey, it was actually really cute when I was getting ready. He's like, do you need anything? I was like, I love my husband so much. Yeah, I <laughs> need water and a massage <laughs> and some pampering and get me some tofu, bitch. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I already have my talent. <laughs> Aside go. from SmackDown, Marty, what else did you see from like let's just do Raw and SmackDown for right now that you saw oh. that you liked or did this like what was your what was your top moment that you liked aside from the the match, the Sony Deville match? Um I, I wouldn't say it was a top moment. If I had to say a top moment, it would probably be what we just discussed with 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 the tag match from SmackDown. Um, if I have something that is kind of concerning me, I do have um, like what's going on on Raw is confusing for me. Specifically oh. with, I mean, I get the whole show is just kind of like a toss-up. Like, you don't know what you're gonna fucking get. Is the knife gonna land on your head, or is it gonna land next to your foot, or is it gonna right. land in your foot? Um, in this case, the Lucha House Party. I can't, oh. I have an issue with this. I have, is it the Lucha House Rules? It is the Lucha House Rules. Like, after oh, thinking about oh it. Oh my god, I can't, I can't this even. Is a very heel thing. It is. A very it- heel thing, and I, I don't I don't like it. Is like, there a turn coming? Because I get the Lucha House Party is also feuding with um, TJP and Mike Bennett on 205, which I'm glad that Mike Bennett's getting TV time. Thank God he's okay and he's back to being healthy. Right. Um, but 
Like, are we just like running roughshod over the revival to build up the Lucha House Party to take on AOP? Because I feel like that's the only thing that's going on. Yeah, other I than kind of AOP, agree. other than AOP squashing the fuck out of you know, thrown together team number two of fucking Rude and Gable, which yeah. is still weird, st- a stupid team to me. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't get where Raw's tag team division is going. I, mean, I, I get this. Don't. You just lost Drew and Dolph. You know, Bray and Matt, we don't know what's going on with them other than the speculation that Matt is going to be retiring or he's taking a break. Bray is who knows where. Um, B team, we haven't even seen the B team on a show in a minute. Oh, um, yeah. So, I, other than AOP, Root and Gable, The Revival, Lucha House Party, which they had to drag from fucking 205. So, again, I'm I, I have a big problem with this whole the Lucha House rules. I think it's just like it's not fair. Like, I mean, yeah, whatever. I don't mind chaos in the ring. Um, I think it can be fun towards the end of a match, but it's so chaotic to watch. And it's just like, okay, well, we're going to throw it. It seems like it's an excuse to have a spot fest match. And it, that's right. It gets gets redundant after a while. It's like the funny thing is, the funny thing is I had a concern way back when, when Ricochet was signed because Ricochet is a spot monkey. Ricochet is a spot monkey. I haven't complained about Ricochet being a spot mm. monkey at all this year, but yet I'm a compl- you hit the nail on the head with it. The Lucha House Party on Raw has been a spot party. That's what 100%. it is. It's spot party, and I feel you know I I feel conflicted because I do love watching that because I, I I really I have such a weird feeling about the the um, cruiserweight division in the weirdness of the extra show and I, I i miss how it was back in the day but then in i also tongue. well i, I no. it's, well i i just i i love the it being all together i love having it not being separate and it not like you're talking about like how smackdown was that smackdown yeah. back in the day when ray was cruiserweight, the cruiserweight champion exactly. on SmackDown. that's that's right. what, more so what i mean not i don't like this whole I, I don't mind it being a separate show because i i, I get to see them do the things and it's it's fantastic and they have their own storyline and i will forever love drake maverick because he's just, just i just want to pick him up and hug him He's just so like like this past Monday. He might pee on you. Be careful. Oh yeah, right. I know. He's got <laughs> get the urine spray shit just in case. Some guy wanted to go hug him. But yeah, like I don't know. There's just there's some stuff. <laughs> yeah. So my so... problem with like my problem with with Raw is the inconsistency, right? And it's great that we're bringing up the the Lucha House Party, right? So Lucha House Party beats Scott Dawson three on one. Nobody has a problem with that. Like. Everybody's no, like, oh, I, I, I think I'm it's bullshit. No, no, hear me I out first. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Yeah. Cole, Cole and Renee are like, yeah, that's what it is. Lucha House Rules. It's meant to be chaotic. But then when Drake and AOP do it to Bobby and Chad, oh, these heels, they're drunk with power. Blah, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. No, be consistent, okay? Because that's what the crowd likes. We like seeing consistency. So if Lucha House Party is wrong for doing this, so is AOP, or if AOP is wrong for doing this, so is Lucha House Party. Like, be 
consistent. Stop going right. anywhere. You have to just stay down the road. Yeah, I was, I was, I think that's actually, the consistency thing is what we were talking about earlier too, Martin. About yep. Um, how I, I think we were talking about with Charlotte. Like, one second. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, nice. With uh, Charlotte, how she, I love bitch Charlotte. Bitch Charlotte, favorite Charlotte. I love when she's mean. I love the little bitch things she says. But I hate what's what they do is when they make her like she's a bitch, but she's nice, she's a bitch, she's a nice, she's a bitch. They do that with all of their wrestlers. And especially with the ones who like, no, just leave them that way. I don't why is this up and down? I'm supposed to hate this person. I'm supposed to like this person. There are times where I don't know who I'm supposed to like anymore who I'm supposed to hate. So I literally just watch them on the merit of wrestling and if I'm feeling feeling them that day. So I could just go from loving all the heels one day when I'm watching to like loving all the faces. It all really depends on how well because I, I it, it's never consistent on what they're doing. I never know who hates who, who's up, who's down, who's right, who's wrong. Blah, blah, so blah. That you're saying that right now. Yeah, Why? no, it's, it's about, she's right. About like feeling... No, about, about feeling a rest, wrestling, right? Because um, Eric Bischoff recently did uh, a TED Talk. I was going to watch talking, that. <laughs> he was talking about how um, in wrestling, whether you really, really love somebody or you really, really hate somebody, it doesn't matter to like the wrestling promotion because that means business is good. Yeah. And it's just funny that you're like, I don't know if I'm supposed to like him or not. So I go by feeling that's exactly what they want you to do. It yeah, just, it's just that, that you it makes that. absolute sense. It makes absolute sense, though, because it 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 brings you back in, because you want to like it, you, the day that you have a really good day. You're like, this is why I've been watching wrestling my entire life. And then the days that they're really bad, you get in this like, you owe me. I've been watching wrestling my entire life. That's so a mood want- right now. That's a oh, mood right dude, now, dude. I. Hate, I love hate watching wrestling sometimes. I'll just yeah. like watch it and I'm like, what the hell is this? See, what like, are you doing? I can think with you saying that, like getting invested with characters and everything like that. I remember one specific time where I was truly, truly invested in a character where the payoff felt good and then I felt disappointed afterwards. And that was Matt Hardy back when he switched from SmackDown feuding with MVP, going to ECW, and finally winning a big one, winning the, winning the ECW championship, and then instantly losing it, like, his next challenger to fucking Mark Henry. No, wait, no, 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 it was Jack Swagger. Yeah, instantly losing, instantly losing it to Jack Swagger. Like, I was so invested in Matt Hardy, right, right. until he was being built up and everything like that, was invested in him going to ECW, because I loved that brand back then, because it was short, sweet, and to the point, and everything. Yeah. Mark Henry was, like, this unstoppable heel badass. Oh, you know, yeah, bad the time, guy. yeah, that's right. Yep. And he just, you know, got destroy- done destroying Kane. Yeah, because wasn't that, like, the big house of pain and everything like that? Yes, that's when it started, when he yeah, had freaking Tony Atlas as his you know, caretaker and everything, blah, blah, oh, blah. Oh, yeah, that's right. And so I was invested. When he won that championship, I was so fucking thrilled. And then Jack Swagger came along, and Jack Swagger is just a charisma vacuum. And I was yeah. like, and I don't care. Yeah. yeah. And then I started, and that was another time where I'm 
I'm currently in like the same mood where I was just like, well, wrestling's boring again. Yeah, it's it's I made the joke about, well, I'm gonna go watch my homework. <laughs> like when I watched it today, it the thing that frustrates me it, as being I, I grew up in a house that has always watched wrestling. I have an older sister that is nine years older than me. She's watched wrestling. She was in, she was at WrestleMania three when it was at the Silverdome, like with my Lucky grandfather. Bitch. Yeah, with my papa. Like I've my that's I used to have a Shawn Michaels cutout, uh, the cardboard cutout in our basement. And fun fact, that used to scare you if you were coming in the basement in the middle of the night. You saw some random muscle dudes in your basement. No, it's just Shawn Michaels. And then you were more disappointed that Shawn Michaels wasn't in your basement. But, like, having watched it so long, it's, there are these moments where, yeah, there's been times where I just am like, and I don't give a shit about this. But it's, like, lately, there's been moments where I'm, it's not that I don't give a shit, it's almost like I give too much shit about it, where I'm like, no, no, what are you doing? You have very talented people. You have very talented writers. Where the eh, hell in this? Whoa. Well, no, well, no. There are talented writers on the staff. They're just not used. That's the problem. There are people that are just not utilized. Like, the, oh, this person might have an idea, and they get shot down by somebody else who's been there wrong longer, or who knows Vince or whatever, and it gets shot down for some stupid, repetitive idea that makes me want to rip my hair out and set my damn television on fire. Like, I, I. I I don't like that, and it's not like I, I I'm gonna not watch wrestling anymore. It's like I watch it and I go, I know you're gonna get better. I'm just waiting for you to get better. I know that always happens right before the WrestleMania season. They start getting their shit together, but it's so frustrating that they can't figure out in the downtime to still get your shit together because they've had the lowest rating. What the last two Raws been the like the lowest ratings in Raw history or some crap like that? Yeah, the the last couple of Raws just like in the past couple of months have been setting records upon like yeah. they've, they've been breaking their own record each time of being the the, the worst uh, rated Raw. And yeah. USA is not going to be like they're not going to enjoy that. No, not <laughs> no. no. Not no, at all. Not at all. No. And I, I think kinda, that's... You know what? I'm starting to think maybe instead of complaining to WWE about WWE, maybe we should complain about WWE to USA. Honestly, that's what they did back in let's the start, day about let's start fucking all with the their little money. shit. Well, think about it back in the day on USA. With, I think it was they were on USA time with the whole Pillman as a gun thing. Yeah, they complained to USA. They complained to USA. I mean, yeah, they, had, they, they did their thing, whatever, but... Back in the day, that's how people did it. So, uh, all we have to do is get all May I See Your Manager on it and hit ah! That's what we need to do. I don't have uh, the haircut for that. Yeah, I know, nor do I. Nor do I. I but don't there's have the hair in general. What? Oh, yeah. I don't have I, hair on the side, so... But Cliff has enough body hair, though, he can donate. So So does my He's husband. Gay gorilla. <laughs> <Yay>, gorillas. <laughs> but yeah, so... That went really sidetracky. Shit. Um. Well, we're still talking about about this. You wanting the product to get better. Yeah, I mean, well, let's I think, think about. Let's, let's I talk think about that's honestly. Products. Well, I think honestly that's the problem. While these last two raws, 
is it's really making the fans want the product to get better. You're like, son bitch, I'm just going to turn what it off. What do you mean the past two? No, just two? in general. Well, the, and not two. just not just the last two, but it seems Girl. like for me, the last two have turned up the rage. Like the there's more articles about how these last couple Raws have quote unquote killed wrestling, and it's like well, that's, that's I, I, I I I I want them to learn from it. I mean, that's great and all that the last two have killed it, but the last the, like even before oh. then, I was it was killed for me like weeks ago. Right, like, right, right. I'm I'm glad people are still watching to see it's terrible still, but I mean, like, there's a reason why I'm not watching Raw and SmackDown anymore. It's like, and it sucks because I want to watch SmackDown, but I know if I watch one, I'm going to watch the other. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I just stick with watching NXT when I can, and I mean, yeah, it's not well, you know NXT honestly on Wednesday. <laughs> Whatever NXT is so good though. So, yeah, no. So speaking, let's talk about NXT. <laughs> yeah, we're that's exactly what I was going to. Yeah. Um, so, uh, continuing on the awesomeness, this is the first uh, episode that was taped after TakeOver. Uh, so, we got to see a new debut happen in Punishment Martinez. He faced off against Matt Riddle. Uh, Punishment Martinez is the new signee who came from Ring of Honor. Yes! And he is... He's scary looking. Like yes, he is. I wouldn't want to meet him in a dark alley. He is tall. He is stacked in the ways that he needs to be stacked to look menacing. Um, and that match that I did, the parts of it that I did see, um, yeah, yeah, I didn't watch all of it, but I, uh, I know I didn't. I haven't seen a lot of punishment. Um, uh, Martinez when he was in ROH, but I did see a little bit. Um. Because I like to go back and if, especially if I'm not super familiar and I didn't catch them at all and they get signed, I want to go back and watch their stuff and be like, why the hell haven't I seen them? And um, I'm I'm enjoy I'm excited for NXT because I feel like NXT should just filter the SmackDown and then we just have beautiful fucking wrestling because yeah. NXT is just it's so good and I think having punishment on there is going to be good and I love Matt Riddle I love yeah. the King of Pros. Yeah. <laughs> I am that barefooted wonder. Mm. Mm. That's a beautiful oh. man. That's a beautiful man. Right, right. Mm. Right, right. Uh, mm. I, I don't remember someone. They were comparing. I don't remember what it was, but they're like, I'm going to climb him like a tree. I'm like, I feel that way about Drew McIntyre. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like... <laughs> Because it's funny, because I didn't, I never looked at Drew like that back when he was like on SmackDown, like team with Cody and everything. Like, yeah, he was good looking, but it's just, it wasn't, there was, it wasn't anything about him. It was just like, yeah, daddy. And now with like the goatee and the chest hair, and I think it's like, because uh-huh. he did the stereotypical like. There's there there's the wrestlers that embrace the body hair, and then there's the wrestlers that don't. And I feel like I don't remember him being that. He wasn't like, that stacked and that gritty. Yeah, like I don't remember him being this ra- rough looking, mm. rugged. He was a pretty. And... He was like a pretty, a pretty boy. And like, don't get me wrong, well, yeah, boys are great. MP, the three yeah, no, like, hair flipping and everything. Yeah, like I didn't care about that. Like I, he didn't like. I didn't have eyes on him. I was just like, oh yeah, he's a jobber. Okay. Well, like, don't get me wrong. I like pretty boys because fucking when John Morrison was around, I would fucking John Morrison. Yes. <laughs> glitter them abs yes right. love right. me some john morrison but drew 
Like, and same thing with Seamus. Like, Seamus, for some reason, all of a sudden to me, is just like, okay, yeah, hey. Right, hey. yeah. <laughs> I watched the, I could watch Celtic, War, Celtic Workout YouTube. Yeah, I for some I always like in two K nineteen. I just uh, I've been playing. Um, I always like break up the the bar Cesaro and Sheamus. I put Cesaro back with Cassius, and then I team always team up Sheamus with McIntyre. Oh right, that's a that's a beautiful tag team right there. Yeah, it is. So that's <laughs> actually what's my that's that's my universe right now. Those are my universe tag team champions. Is uh, the United Kingdom in the form of. Seamus and Drew McIntyre with Noam Dar as the manager. So that's fantastic. I Anyways, know, I'm back to NXT. We, yes. we got into boys. We got into boys. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm excited Anyways. for Matt Riddle. I think yeah. that he is going to either him or Keith Lee are probably going to be in the spot, uh, possibly at the takeover for mania depending on how the alistair black gargano champa feud is yeah, yeah, gonna yeah. go um and if velveteen is gonna you know if maybe it's gonna be a fatal four-way match at rumble weekend or maybe it's gonna be the triple threat match that they were supposed to have at SummerSlam. like right i don't know but that's the thing about NXT it, that I love about it is because it keeps me guessing. And I don't know that's what's going to happen. That's the best part about it is I mm-hmm. hate it's not the predictability predict- of the other shows. And I love when I'm like watching T and I'm like, what's going to happen next? Like, I loved the whole when you found out about Gargano and um, Alistair and all. I'm like, I just, we're, yay, yay, yay. This isn't repetitive. You yeah, know? Kate. Freaking Katie was messaging just saying, I don't know how I feel about Gargano turning on black. Because she is a huge, huge Johnny Gargano fan. She is Johnny Wrestling 24-7, right, right, right. has the tampon that says Johnny Wrestling on it that she uses. uses right, uses so, Tommaso, so that kind of got... Uses Tommaso, Ciampa, uses Tommaso Ciampa toilet paper, you know, has a Candice LeRae tattoo on both of her areolas. Like, <laughs> she is... She's she all is, up in it? She's all up in it. And, and so that had, uh, that had a probably not be a fun yeah i can understand not wanting not knowing how to feel about that then especially yeah. because if because of watching him be johnny wrestling and getting in there and i you know you hear his music cue up and you're like oh yeah we're about to watch some damn good wrestling right now johnny five star wrestling should be his new nickname right five stars it was funny too cause remember remember during the prediction shows like we used to talk about it all the time, and she's like, "Well, who are we gonna go with? Are we going with Johnny Gargano or Tommaso Ciampa?" And I flat out said, "Tommaso Ciampa, cause fuck Johnny Wrestling," and she lit up. Oh man, she was so pissed. Oh man, and it continued like she was still hating you in the Facebook Messenger chat group, and she was yeah. like, "Fuck you, Cliff. Fuck you, Cliff. Hope you die in a fire, Cliff." Fuck oh man. Cliff. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, come to your house. I'm gonna punch you in the face, and I'm gonna make your wife some coffee while we have a discussion of why I punched you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Uh, that's so, so awesome. Beautiful oh, bitch. God, bitch, I, have, I haven't met her, but I haven't talked to her. But God, I. Love
Love you. <laughs> oh. Um. So yeah. So talked about Riddle and Martinez. Talked about Alistair Champa, Gargano, Velveteen. Um. Women's division: Shayna Baszler versus Dakota Kai. Uh. With you know the the horsewomen surrounding Kai after the end of the match, and then Io coming out and wrecking shit. Oh, I love like her. I I I feel bad that Kari is sick or was sick during the tapings and everything like that. I hope she's okay because I definitely want to see these six women go at it in a tag team right. match because fucking Shayna has grown on me. I used to really hate Shayna. I used to think that she wasn't ready, you know, especially after she won the, the championship from Ember, but like her music and her moveset and everything, she's she's growing on me a little bit. If um, this makes sense for Shayna, I hate Shayna the way you're supposed to hate Shayna. Right. Yes, you know what yes. I mean? Like, and yes, that's yes, when yes, you're yes, doing yes. a good job. I, like, I hate I you in that way. She's getting good better. Job. Yeah, no, she's, uh, I'm just loving the women's division right now. Like I used yeah. to think it didn't have depth after Oscar got moved up and Amber got moved up. Uh, I was like, it kind of left no one like, and then what, who else? Um, 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 iconic duo. They got moved up. Um, yeah. So it, it, I felt I like there was a void. I, I was only worried for a little bit, considering the fact that WWE has been on this like r- recruiting tour, like a motherfucker. Like they just, they're like, and we're in India and we're in Mexico and we're in Brazil and we're here and we're just trying everybody out with that much tryouts. It, I was like, okay, you know what? They're really serious about getting talent and not just the same stereotypical talent. They want to get it from around the world, develop some more. You know what? I'm going to wait and see what they do. And that's why I was like, I was only worried about a little bit because it's not like when they, they cut out a bunch of wrestlers on Raw or SmackDown. Because when they do that, you know there's going to be a hole. You know there's going to be a depth. On NXT, when they cut it out, the, that lull, thankfully, is very short. Yeah, It's not like, like oh my god, this is so painful to watch. Where no, they? yeah, you're, you're 100% right, because then Lacey Evans stepped up, Bianca Belair stepped up, yeah, and they got more time. Nikki Cross, of... even though she, we were kind of confused why she wasn't brought up with Sanity, she did her own thing. She was integral about the main storyline dealing with the NXT Championship. Exactly. Like, like, everyone has stepped up in their own way. Mia Yim got signed and is fantastic. So, yes, I, I love mean, watching her. I she mean, is amazing. Yep. So. Follow her on Instagram. It's amazing I, to look at. I ain't, I ain't, shut up. I ain't even mad at it. <laughs> <laughs> you gross. You gross, man. You gross. It's amazing to look at. Shut up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you pay attention to her workouts really intently. Do I follow I those workouts? I Just bet like, you do with a magnifying glass. Need to because she doesn't. She doesn't require one. <laughs> Gross. Uh, <laughs> so start read. I was so oh, man. I start reading an article about NXT and then it goes haywire. Of course, of course. that's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> We're, yeah, we're we're, we're, we're kind of like we're kind of our own like lucha house rules. Oh, <laughs> don't bring that up again. Um, it's, so it's funny we, to me though. I wanted to bring this up right that um that you guys were talking about the hole that gets left at NXT. Unfortunately for me, like, well, um, unfortunate because I am not one of those. I, you know, Marty, I've just recently jumped into uh into NXT 
like the, I don't know what earlier this last year, I mean, it was like April time frame where I really started watching NXT. Uh, but I haven't, I haven't seen that hole where a person gets called up and then like, there's just nothing there. Cause I've been able to watch like the championships yeah. kind of straight in and out, especially when, you know, Shayna Baszler took over and then you, I, I never got to see that whole, I just see new talent get signed and then they just, they well, just that's why do their I, thing. So. That's why I was saying that the lull that does happen with NXT is such a short window though. So like you, if any, if you do catch it, it's so short because you just notice that, okay, I don't see as many as people as there were that were like the pop out stars, but you still see very good matches. And you just, that's why I said it. it's like, okay, they've been signing people. There's more people. The other ones are going to step up. I'm just going to wait like two shows and then it's going to start get, getting some more people up. That's kind of what, how I've approached NXT. If there is the lull, it's super short. But like you said, you started watching what after in April? Is that what you said? Yeah. I mean, I've yeah, like, well, so I watched a couple of takeovers. I've watched a couple of takeovers, like a couple, you know, from the year before, right. and the year before that. I remember watching NXT when it was like its like trial debut. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What we talked about, but like now, like watch NXT. Like Marty will tell you, like I am like it's all so about NXT. It's so good <laughs> though. Yeah, you're just since you just caught in and everything like that um, in the summer, you kind of got to see Drew McIntyre and NXT and everything else like that. Um, and then you got to see him kind of get promoted and moved up. Um, I mean, yeah, you didn't, you don't really, you haven't really seen the lull and like the disappointment that we have with main roster not knowing what to do with NXT people, seeing how great they were back in NXT. But you're gonna get there. You're gonna get the disappointment. Yeah. Uh, um, and, the perfect example is the perfect example is is sanity. Like I watched War Games oh. last year and I remember like how chaotic like those guys were in the ring. And then all of a sudden they get brought to the main roster and they show up and then that was kind of it. And then like they where they're you were promoting these guys so well, and then you showed them up, and they took an L, and then the next week they took a did they win the next week, and then they lost, and they lost, and then they faded out, and you're just like, it's what so frustrating. It's so frustrating because the, the angle that Sanity had in NXT and with Nikki Cross, like watching her, like that, like sandwich that happened. I think it was with a that match with AOP or whatever, like. I love watching them in NXT. And so when I heard that they were getting up to the roster, the main roster, even though Nikki wasn't coming with them, I'm like, oh, eh, shit's going to be fun. About to see some some good wrestling. You get to see some good tag fun. Like you're saying, the War Games was fantastic with them. Mm-hmm. I love that War Game. So I, it's that, that disappointment of watching them fade out, as Martin was saying. That is a disappointment that you will find consistently until the main roster figures out what's to, what to do with these fantastic talents on NXT. That's why I usually hope the people that get signed or they get bumped up, I want them to go to SmackDown before they go to Raw. Because SmackDown like Luke is, Owen. is the better show. And Luke Owen on uh, WrestleTalk. I love WrestleTalk! Jesus. <laughs> he always talks about how like Rock, you know, people get pulled up and then they don't know what to do with them. And for a whole year, they just get a beat down. And then they're like, oh, hey, by the way, we'll just 
we'll start giving you a little push or we'll give you a push. And we saw it with Bobby Roode. We saw it with Finn yeah. Balor. We've seen it with The Shield. We've seen it with, well, I we'll mean, probably we're see still, No, we didn't, we didn't see it with The Shield. We saw, we're still seeing it with Bobby Roode. Let's calm down. There's, there's, there's nothing. Oh, yeah, no. wait, wait, wait a minute. So The Shield came out hot. And then they kind of, they stayed that way. They broke them up. And then we obviously saw the imperfections in Roman. Seth got pushed down the card a little bit. And then Dean got pushed down the card a little bit. And they kind of, but they, were, they were still prominent. like a part they of good storylines. Mm, disagree. They were always <laughs> prominent. They were never not in a scene. And, and if they were in quote, quote, unquote, a lower scene, they made the best of it. And they raised that bar up. Oh, no, I'm not at. saying I'm not saying by far. I'm not saying that they weren't great because all all three of those guys are great. I mean, I'm just no. I I agree. I just think it's I think it's incorrect in in your opinion to combine or say the shield is in the same boat as Sanity or Bobby Roode as in the part of where they've had a cool off or a slump. The shield hasn't had a slump at all. In, at least in, in my opinion, they have not had a slump because a title is always strapped to Seth Rollins. Some storyline is always happening with Seth Rollins. Something was always happening with Dean, whether it was the WWE title getting dropped down to the IC title, having main event matches with The Miz, you know, being moved back over to Raw again, main eventing with Miz, you know, Dean. Then- my question is, is that something that Triple H is like really controlling, make sure that his three guys – Roman, Seth, and Dean are, are like being taken care of in those main pre- predominant stories, or do you think it's like Vince sees what Triple H saw and he's trying to protect those three? Vince does what Vince does. Vince yeah, doesn't take anybody's opinion right. Kevin Dunn's. Doesn't take anybody else's opinion except for Kevin Dunn's. Because if Vince would, if Vince took the the opinion of Triple H to heart, like, you know, you're not only, I, I trust you because you're not only your family, but you're making these great decisions at NXT, then we wouldn't be in the situation where NXT people, once they're brought up, are instantly shat on. Yeah. I.e. Nakamura, Rude, Sanity. Ascension. Asc- Ascension. Oh you know, my Bo god, Dallas. Ascension's such a, it was, that's such a sad story, the way they just, Ascension was so fantastic in every NXT. Every tag team, other well, no, I every tag team. Well, yeah, every, every yeah, in general, team every tag up. team. I just, I really, I, I personally enjoyed how Ascension was in NXT because I just loved the weird walk up to the wasteland. I mean, you know, um, I remember when they they brought Ascension down to NXT and like that crowd erupted for them. Yeah. And then the next the next week you saw him back on Raw and the crowd was just like boo. Like, yeah, that went mild. Like wannabes. L-O-D wannabes. I was like, yo, stop. All because of JBL and his <sighs> commentary saying that you can paint your face red and black. It doesn't make you a Hall of Fame tag team. Like, dude, nobody compared them. To LOD, not a single just person, just him. <laughs> but that's 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 drunky freaking JBL captain. Like JBL clearly did not watch any of NXT when they were a, the tag team champions for a year. Dude, seriously, do you think that JBL watched anything other than the wrestling that was in front of him? 
are the matches that he used to wrestle. JBL in. only watched the wrestling show that he was on just to watch the fucking face. That's because my, he's a fucking that's dick my point. Like it was either the wrestling that was directly in front of him, smacked out the the show he was on repeat, or maybe re- repeats of his wrestling matches from back in the day. That's probably I how to watch it when I was part <laughs> of the new blackjacks. <laughs> he did. So he went back and watched um. What was that? The what ATA. Was that boxing? <laughs> no, what was the boxing they used to do? Oh my god, yeah, with uh, what was it? When uh, Burt Gunn. Gun. Yeah, Burt Gunn. Butterbean and shit. Brawl for all. Yeah, the brawl. Oh my god, the brawl for all. Greatest plunder in WWE history. Uh, yeah, you know what? I think my favorite part about that is that, you know, they're like, yeah, Burt Gunn's a badass. Good. Gets in there. Done. Like, no one thought about this. No one thought about maybe having, let's put him in a ring with a boxer as a test before we put this on air to see no. if he's got a glass jaw. But no one decided to do that. <laughs> and so, what happened? The glass jaw moment. If I felt like I was watching, uh, oh, you have, it was like watching, uh, what was it? Probably a Frank Muir match, to be honest. Like, be the UFC thing, watching the what the glass jaw moment where you're like, ah, the hell, what? You're, okay, you're asleep now. You're asleep now. Good night. I put it yep. up to give you guys an idea of what it really looked like. Did you guys remember when you were watching Hangover for the first time and Mike Tyson punched Zach Galifianakis in the face and instantly put him out? Exactly what yeah. it looked like. <laughs> That's exact. That is exactly it. Oh, if you haven't that that's that's a good call. Good call. That's precisely it. Jesus Ow. Christ. <laughs> One last thing before we end it. Um 205 Live. I'm not gonna discuss fucking Lucha Crack Party. Um <laughs> Lucha Shush your face party. Uh I like what they're fun. doing with TJP and Mike Canellis. Yeah. It seems like it seems like they're throwing a lot of people together in tandems, in teams. Um that just seems like that's the overall there's, theme there's, in there's, general with the WWE right now. Yeah, they're really you're big. To see, like women becoming teams. Uh, Cruiserweights becoming I'm telling teams. You, I'm telling just, you, when they do the women's tag team, I'm gonna scream. I'm gonna I holler. think they're gonna do a cruiserweight um, tag team too eventually that too. too. I'm be excited for both because uh, hey, I'm just gonna... disappointed because I really wanted fucking. I really liked Hideo and Akira Tozawa together. Yeah, like, I don't get Aria Davari and Hideo. Aria Davari and Hideo. Aria yeah. Davari, I feel like, would not be a good tag team partner unless it was with his brother. If they decide to bring his brother back, but other than that, if if there's he's, gonna be any he's bring a good solo. he should be solo. Yeah. And specifically, I already have someone in mind that could be uh, manager or carrier for him. Mm-hmm. Aaliyah from NXT. <gasps> Yes, that gives her same gives type her... of gimmick. Yeah, if you already think and... about it. Aaliyah's got this princess where she got the Dolce Gabbana and everything. Aria Davari already has the look. And, yeah, and if they know... call her up, they put her on SmackDown because then that means she can go be a manager on Two Hundred Five if they want her to wrestle at all. Put I her on that, that show. Two Hundred Five needs more managers, anyways. But I think Aria Davari and Aaliyah together. I think that's going to be a big good. I think that would be a great yeah, I still think Lacey Evans needs to team up with the rest of um, Forgotten Sons. 
Yes, I agree with that one. Someone else said that on Twitter, and I was all up the on that The reason why one. someone said that on Twitter is because at one point during the NXT house show circuit, they were together. Oh, well, that makes sense. That they makes were, sense. And they had, like, like matching uniforms of, like, they were old military, because all of them except for... Oh, yeah! For, no, yeah, I think I saw for, a picture um, before. All of them except for what's-his-dumb-nosed face. Um... <laughs> He's got the weird big nose that with like no holes in it. Uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I can't think I of I can't him. think of that big nose fucker. But I got the- I'm just gonna call him Aardvark. Aardvark. So, Aardvark fucker. Blake. 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 Yeah. His name is Blake. Blake and Murphy. Blake. Yeah. Aardvark fucker. <laughs> Aardvark Blake. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, the one who married and knocked up Sarah Lee. Good oh, job. Oh, yeah, yeah, Um, Wesley yeah, Blake. Yeah, Wesley Blake. There we go. Thank you. Um, but yeah, except for him, all 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 three of them, the other three, Lacey Cutler, douchebag Cutler, who is a sexist piece of shit, and Jackson Riker, who looks like he has an ice cream van and stalks elementary schools. Um, they're all <laughs> former military. So yeah, Steve's the one that made the comment to Katie, right? Yes, Steve Cutler is the one who made the. The fat shaming sexist joke to Katie at an NXT show. I remember. Shut up! That is rude as. Fuck. I will. Uh, I'm not. I can't repeat it exactly because I wasn't there. But I will. Whenever Katie gets back on and you're on with her, I will let Katie tell the story so that way you can fathom and loathe him together. Oh yay! Let me hate on him. I. You, if you didn't need uh, a, if you didn't have a reason, you're gonna get one. Oh, I, I have a little bit, but give me some more fuel. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, anything else that you guys want to touch on before we end it? No. You um, mentioned with Avari, uh, with Davari. Mm-hmm. Um, By fantasy booking, yes, I, I would do that. You know, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, to, personally, the person I think would fit well with him too is actually Jenny from UK and no. UK. No. She's, I see what you're doing, but no. Too. She's a little fashion girl too. <laughs> no, no, no. I like I like Ginny where she is. I am a huge, 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 huge Ginny fan. Like my gay my gay loins are moist for her because I she exudes so much sass and bitchiness that I yes. can't I can't even compete with it and I try. I could try, I wouldn't, like, just... You would try, but you would fail, sir. Her look, I love her look, I love her presence, her stances, the her ability to sell, the fact that she does look vicious. I know that every time that she's in a match, that except for one during the UK Women's Championship Tournament, that she has lost, like, everything. But damn it, does she look fucking amazing when she's out there, and I just... <laughs> uh, I love Jenny. I... Love Jenny. I love Jenny more than I love Tony Storm. Ooh. Like, I am more G- Team Jenny than I am. T- oh, I'm, I'm equal. Team. I'm equal on that one. I it's, like them both. I just, I, I don't see, like, yeah, she's a thin girl and everything. I know people are all like that. Tony's got some thickness to her. And I'm all about the potty positivity. But, like, Jenny, to me specifically, there's no one else that has that look. No, no, I totally agree. She's like, very. I can't, She's perfect. I can't, like, pin, she's got I the right attitude. Pinpoint, I can't pinpoint it. 
Because everyone will just say, oh, yeah, she's just a skinny girl. Look at the iconic duo. Look at Alexa Bliss. Look at Becky. No, Look no, at no. She, it's just, she's, it, there's. She's very, well, she, she's got long limbs, and it's like that. It's not just that she's skinny, it's the fact that she's got long limbs and she uses them and she has the attitude and it's it's, it's a total what. package yeah, i think no, it's, her, it's it a is, total yes. package thing mm-hmm. you can't pinpoint one part about it because there isn't one thing about her that is the best about her and that's what's really that goes that goes good for her because oh, you yeah, don't no, I just you don't want one thing to be the that that's about you because no, it sucks like, when no one, when you can't, her, I don't know what it is. Like her glares and her stares and everything. Yes. It's just like, oh, it could melt I, Does this people. make sense? Like, I want to like be at a match and just call her bitch so she can stare at me so I can like feel that. And I'd be like, um, teach me your ways. Like, <laughs> teach me, teach me, teach me. Shoot the yeah. laser beams through me. Yeah, I like to... I would take that. I'd be like, "Bitch, yes. do it, do it, do yes. it, do let, it. The, like, let the hate flow through." I would like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I have Darth Vader tattooed on me on purpose." Okay, like I want. Oh my god, feel yes. feel that for a second, so I can be like, "Oh, that's what it feels She's like." A mood. Teach me how to do it. <laughs> Her looks and stares are a mood. Like yes. when a thing. customer pisses you off, Ginny. That's I'm just gonna start using that. I'm just gonna start using her name as like a verb or an adjective. Yeah, <laughs> when when you're at like um no level, like that's the exact. I am done. I am at yeah. Jenny level, and I'm just gonna glare. I'm going to stare through you um, because that's I what it is. I'm stare. just gonna get mad, tilt my head, and just be like Jenny. Jenny, you guys sell PlayStation games here at uh at GameStop, Jenny. <laughs> no, I don't sell PlayStation because who the fuck plays a PlayStation even though it's the best selling system? Glaring. Jenny PS4 games here. Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> so it's funny because like Marty Marty actually got me turned over to pay attention to like the Mae Young Classic because I was one of the just main so rosters good. and some NXT. And um I it was funny because the first match on May the May the first May Young Classic, I literally put in the chat room, I was like I'm in love with Kaylee Ray. <laughs> and so like, good. So, so you watched watch what I sent you then, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I watched. That was... I, I the, was... The death match? The queen of death matches? That was... Though, I was I was in pain watching it, but I was like, this is, this is so awesome. So, so good. Okay, so, 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 recently at... um, Let me pull it up right quick, so I, that way I don't sound like a giant tool... Uh, where is it? 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 The title, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to find it on the website that I tagged it in with you. Oh my god, I'm scrolling through it. Where the hell is it? It was just recently. Where the f- did you go? You suck. This sucks. Where? <laughs> I'm like trying my hardest to find it, and I can't find it. Okay, click on the indies. It's got to be here. Come on, come on. Load faster, you piece of shit. Oh my god. I don't care about jazz. Thank you. Oh, no. Why is this news old? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm, uh, I'm having a moment. You need to leave me the fuck alone. I will not, sir. I want to be a part of this moment. Okay, here it is. Right in front of me. Okay, so. ICW is the name of the promotion. Okay. Yes. Um, Kaylee Ray is the current ICW Women's Champion. And she's been in this promotion and been in a lot of other promotions um, all over the world. She's really well known. She's really popular in her native land of 
you know, the United Kingdom. Uh, she was in the Mayan Classic. That's where a lot of people know her from now. So that's great. Um, Piper Niven is another name that you remember from oh, the yeah. Mae Young Classic. Big girl. Really good in the ring. Really, really good in the ring. These two, in my opinion, were missed opportunities I for agree. NXT to pick them up. They I are agree. Unique. I really like Piper Niven when she was me, on Mayweather. Me too. I like me. watching her out, not just at the Mayan Classic, because when I saw that she was going on there, I wanted to see some of her stuff. Because I like to do that. If you're going to bring someone, I want to go and YouTube the shit out of you, because I want to watch what you've done. I want right. to know. If I, if I haven't caught you by my own uh, checking out different independents, I want to see what you've done. I want to know what you bring, and it was disappointing because I, I was I thought Kaylee Ray was going to get signed. I thought she was going to be a big, a big thing for NXT. Same with Piper, but you know, mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. they they make their they they make their minds up. I also think compared to from that M that May Young Classic to this May Young Classic, there's been a shift in figuring out what's a better idea to to sign. So I think if you were to put them in this May Young Classic. There would have been a, been a better chance for them getting signed to NXT. True, I honestly believe that. If it wasn't for the fact that they signed with, yeah, if they didn't sign, yeah, yeah, if they if they were if you were to take them out and switch them, if they weren't in the first one and they were in the second one, and you got to see them for the first time. I honestly think you would have seen them too in NXT instead of being True. signed to other promotions. Right, right, right. Um, so uh, okay, correction, right. it was it was um, now Piper Niven goes as Viper in yeah. in the Indies. So for the IC, it was for the ICW Women's uh, World Women's Championship. It was Viper who was going in as a champion versus Kaylee Ray. Now this article specifically has gone through their history that they have had over fifty matches against each other uh, throughout Stardom, Ring of Honor, PWE, Pro Wrestling Eve, uh, which is PWE, and most prominently in ICW. Is this so the Diva Dirt? Uh... It Article? is. Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, I have that up. I have that one up. So they've gone through so many matches, and they just had a Queen of Insanity match for the ICW Women's title. You oh. can go through some of the pictures of them and everything. They're going through barbed wire tables. There's uh, thumbtacks. That that garbage can uh, of waterfall of thumbtacks is it, beautiful. I watched this match. And I haven't been as scarred and just invested in something like this hardcore since, like, Edge and Mick Foley back in 22. Well, guess what I'm watching when we get the hell off this podcast? I heard about it, but I haven't seen it There is a pink cheese grater (gasps) that is used. God! I'm I'm looking through the pictures right now. I had seen people talk. I had seen... Uh, stuff about it the last couple days, but I haven't like watched it. And now going through this article because when you brought that up, I'm like, oh wait, I think I have that saved in my stuff. And looking watch at the pic- this match, yeah, I'm looking at the pictures and I'm going. Bitch. It's, it's diva. It's diva-dirt.com. This is usually where I get all my women's news, everything. Um, I kind of hate this website. I kind of love this website because they are so pro Bella. It's disgusting and. It, 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 it can get a little annoying when they're posting so pro-Bella stuff. But regardless, um, the community is pretty great. And the articles are usually pretty great, except when they're like so pro-Bella that they are blind to themselves. Yeah, um, you've, shared, but, you've shared online a couple of articles from mm-hmm, them. They've been really, really good. They've been really good. 
Lately, yes, because there's probably no Bellas to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know. But this match is definitely a must-see. Definitely highlights the reasons why, I mean, besides from a hardcore match, uh, sorry, a Queen of Death match, um, or Insanity, whatever you want to call it. It's a death match, because barbed wire tables, thumbtacks, everything else like that. It's a fucking hardcore death match. Um, Definitely two missed opportunities there. I'm just going to end everything on that. Um, Go watch it. Uh, you can follow me at at Martin Dew on Instagram, on Twitter. You're not going to find much except for my dog and possibly, you know, stupid rants about video games like Mortal Kombat 11 just got announced. I'm super excited about <laughs> Borderlands 3. Borderlands 3 uh, stuff has been leaked. So I'm just waiting for an official announcement on right. that. And Super Smash Brothers Ultimate just came out. And Joker from Persona 5 is going to be the first character from their Ultimate Fire Pass. I'm excited about that. But this isn't a video game podcast, even though I really should do one with Steve. But that's besides the point. Cliff uh, has Twitter, Instagram, uh, 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 and a whole, like every other social media site. He is CM underscore Miller 85 at all of those. You can catch them, him on there. Also, he has Get the KO podcast, which is usually up around Sunday or Monday um after all the the fights this weekend so possibly we might see julie there uh julie where are you at or do you have anything that you're plugging or promoing uh no i will have um a handle uh another time but if you the only handle i have is if you want to watch my fat ass lose weight on instagram <laughs> hey, hey, you never know. People might need that possibility. Hey, you know what? Honestly, yeah. If you want to look it up, it's at a little less Chewbacca. Uh, a the the letter A, little like the word little, less like the word less, and then Chewbacca. You take Chewbacca, take out the chew, put the word Jew. Um, Are you Jewish? <laughs> no, I'm not. But seriously, in high school, people used to call me Julie with J E W hyphen L I E. And then it just developed because of my love for Star Wars. So uh, Chewbacca just kind of became my name and I've embraced it because I can do a Wookiee yell and, you know, that's cool. Uh, but yeah, that's that's <laughs> the Instagram I have right now. You can watch me clang and bang. Not really. I'm. That's about it right now. I, I will have uh, probably one that's up where you can watch a few bitch about wrestling. I, I've shut down some of my social medias because I really don't give a shit about what a lot of people have to say, if that makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. I hate people, too. Um, oh, see, you two are going to you two are getting along because Cliff is a, a workout nut, too. So Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I've lost, what is it, 60 pounds so far. So. Hey. Yeah, so. Congratulations. So if you want to get some motivation and I'll help motivate you, find me on Instagram. We'll, we'll be friends. There we go. There we go. So uh, for Katie and Steve, who we've mentioned, who are not here, and for everyone else that we miss that are a part of the podcast, that is it. We will talk to you next week. Maybe. Maybe not. Depends if I feel in the mood to record it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> then, hashtag fuck off. Bye.